Hello and welcome to another Dwarfcast commentary uh, brought to you by Ganymede and Titan. Uh, today we are uh, commentating on Series 4, Episode 1, Camille. Camille. Love is very much in the lack of air <laughs> that is space. <laughs> so joining me, who is Jonathan Capps today, is uh, Ian Symes. Hey, Jonathan Capps today. <laughs> Tomorrow. Not yesterday. I need to keep my options open. <laughs> Ian Symes. Yes. Daniel Stevenson. Yes. And special guests, Jesmond Tutu. I did. Otherwise known as Desmond Tutu. <laughs> and Thomas Pyatt. Hello. So that's all of us here. And uh, just the boys. <laughs> boys. <laughs> We're ready for... Boys. Right, okay, I've uh, killed Joe. Okay, so we'll probably... Yeah, so the Dwarfcast released probably a month ago. Um, so, without further ado, we will play some pips. And at the last one, you'll start the episode if you can be bothered, and we'll commentate on Camille. So let's go. Please. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace. www.ganymede.tv Red Dwarf in space. As always, boring. Only for this in the next series. The Rogue Series 3 shots, though. From I was going to say, I, was say I, was, I, I did wonder whether they've always done that thing where they've put the wrong material. There is always one example, isn't there? Is or, there almost always. Almost always that, one example. That was from um, Body Swap as yeah. well, that model shot. Yeah, when it comes to model shots, I mean, even though those two have specifically shot model shots, yeah. they, you can throw them in there, but um, Series 3's got a Series 2 in it. And yeah. I think maybe 5 is pretty... Um, God, this scene. I love this scene. <laughs> I am way too familiar with this episode more than probably any other. Just Did you have VHS? <laughs> for that exact reason. I used to watch this every night, and this used to be because I used to rewind after the tape had finished and been asleep. So. Yeah. yeah. You've only seen Justice once. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly really rare we got to the end of the video before we actually fell asleep. Anybody that knows me knows that I stole, stole the Czechoslovakian traffic warden gag and thrashed <laughs> the fuck out of it throughout my entire life. <laughs> I remember um, a few weeks ago now, we were watching Duck Soup. And oh, yeah. the that. contrast of Crichton, especially. Yeah. And the brightness. Yeah. It's always weird that you can see the seam on this mask. You always got the seam what, down, down the, the, down the, down down the middle side, where yeah, they clumped yeah. the front and back halves together. Clumped. 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 I did oh, say clumped. True, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I meant to say. When did it become a full mask then? Because <clears throat> presumably, yeah, this is two halves stitched together, isn't mm. it? Season five hasn't turned it into a balaclava effort. Was yeah. it five or was it six after, the America, after they improved the mask technology? There's no such thing as Czechoslovakia. Not anymore. In ni- well, it's a bit of a. It's set in the 23rd century. Well, that's true, <laughs> but it was also recorded in 1991, <laughs> which is only a year, I think, wasn't it? Oh, no, uh, of course, no, yeah. It was 93, 94. Well, he's lying. Was it's it filmed, filmed in 1990 or 80? <coughs> it was filmed in 1990, aired in 91. The 14th of February, 91, to be precise. Uh, yeah. There's a happy <coughs> coincidence with. Um, Someone, yeah, I, I, it's weird. I can't imagine this series being 
in the order that it was intended to be. Well, it was was meant to be meltdown, <laughs> meltdown first, dimension jump, dimension jump. But this is, is a very gentle, It'd be an interesting episode to open on meltdown. This is an episode one, you know. It's 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 the this plot is, of an episode one. It's it, very, you much, know what I mean. I can't I can't see any other way. I, it's like you know when people see the series five on the on the VHSs and see them in the order that they were in, yeah. and think that's the right order. And that's really weird to me. I cannot imagine how well, that's not more, seeing Holoship first. Yeah, that's me. Um, that's series five uh, issue. I mean, because yeah, this series also had its order messed with, but at a point where the order, the new order, is actually canon. <laughs> that's yeah. always been the order. That, is there yeah, yeah. any series where the order hasn't been messed with? There's an article on GNT. Uh, mm. Series ten. I don't read that shit. <laughs> yeah, series, series ten is the only one. I yeah, think that's where the order's not moved around. So. Um, although. Maybe thirty percent of the broadcast, dear Dave, was yeah. um, shot after everything else. That's cool. That's balls. Nah, balls. But you know, a very special case. <laughs> but yeah, this scene serves as the perfect reintroduction to this improved Crichton, mm. because it's very different from what it was in series three, but in a very good way. It's yeah. just better. Yeah. Just everything is made better. He's more comfortable in the role. They've started writing for Robert's strengths. And, yeah, it's a vast, vast difference between this and Crichton in The Last Day. Although The Last Day, as it was written last in Series 3, yeah. is it holds the me-squared role, mm-hmm. the role that me-squared has in Series 1 of being the half-step forward. Yeah, and with yeah with me-squared, it was Rimmer's... Um, it was Rimmer's yeah. development, and yeah, I do like these scenes where it's Rimmer and Crichton, uh, Lister and That's Crichton, Lister. quite close cut. Oh and yeah, they were great double act. <laughs> In right, fact, Lister like, Lister is part of all the good double acts. True. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. Maybe um, Crichton and Cat. I don't know. I think even I think this episode, it's Rimmer and Crichton have got some really good exchanges. I uh, true. Good background. Basically, Crichton's brilliant. Yeah, quite It's just a good episode. So, I noted it's slightly too late now if you're watching on with the video, but in the scene towards the end of the scene with the fruit, the fruit had been accidentally or otherwise arranged into a cock and balls. <laughs> Do you reckon that might be something that happened with Craig? Yeah. <laughs> I like these shots because you can see the holography on the H. Yeah. It's one of the few shots where you're close enough angle to actually get it in focus and watch it move. It's an incredibly c- clear season, like uh, series, looks-wise. Mm. I mean, God, we, we've talked about this to death, but this is first Shepton series and yeah. pretty much the same production design as three, but with, with a new kit and maybe a few things learned and maybe yeah, some tweets. more interesting light, but it... it and it could also be another like an editing thing, like better editing suites or yeah. less editing was needed, but it's quite striking. Heavily laden with the science fiction blue though. Yeah. Space is blue. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. Everything in science fiction's blue. Bit no brake screech, I'm not sure, but that has been known to be used. Actually, <laughs> tying into John's recent article. Uh, a couple of months ago, uh, about the remastered high and Recent low. Recent a couple of months. <laughs> um, the, there's lots of stupid sound effects in remastered uh, that people react very strongly against. There's also a lot of stupid sound effects in the originals, and the brake screech on Starbug mm. appears a couple of times, and it's nonsense. <laughs> I quite like it. 
I'm always appreciative of space shots being essentially silent, as they should be. A sort of Firefly Battlestar Galactica esque. Yeah. yeah. Alien. Well, Perhaps Dwarf says it itself in space, no one can hear you smack. <laughs> Certainly can't hear you fucking handbrake turner. I really bucket. fucking wish I couldn't hear people smeg. <laughs> Especially on Twitter. There's like a team of them. <laughs> Bunch of Rooney. Philly, this if you look at Lister's jacket, this week he won uh, Star Baker. <laughs> I wonder what the Venn diagram will get that reference in. GBO versus RD. Jaborg. Jaborg. Yeah, this is actually the first episode of Red Dwarf I ever saw proper. I like. This is one of the first ones that I saw, actually. I like this, um, this technique of something hilarious and slapstick has happened off screen like quite has <laughs> yeah. gone mental yeah. <laughs> he's been waving a banana around we don't need to see it we there's just whole need Chris Barry to describe it yeah. you do a face oh hang on there's an interesting thing happening here if, you, if viewers if you're happening to be on uh, sync if you look to your top right hand corner of your screen when uh, Camille's arm comes down to grab him watch what happens don't it? oh that's really weird what's that ah look at that uh, that is, I think, some sort of attempt to cover up a uh, boom shadow or something mm. that was inherent shot, but to, to do it that yeah. broadly is kind of weird. Worse. You would think that a boom shadow would, would go mainly unnoticed. Uh, one thing I did also notice in that scene is Robert Llewellyn just pushed the um, <laughs> pushed the railing away. It was... Um... That's his wife. It is. It wasn't his wife at the time. Girlfriend at the time, wasn't it? That's because he hadn't peeled off a sunroof head. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really good makeup job. It is actually, yeah. No, yeah, that's what she looks like. Camille's <laughs> isn't bad either. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they are so gonna fuck. <laughs> To the scene. How? <laughs> well, with his own Peel back the sunroof head. Oh, God. <laughs> the, uh, the chest monitors look huge on these shots as well. What's that, sir? The chest monitors on both of them. Yeah, I think that uh, that's definitely a feature of this costume. Is that, what uh, is it, chest monitor? Nice. It's not his chest. On his belly. Yeah, well, on his he's referred to as a chest monitor. I know. Yeah, it just occurred to me that it's not on his chest. Nor is it very often used as a monitor. <laughs> no, it's, it's three times. <laughs> Meltdown down and it's probably the only time it's used. Meltdown backwards, backwards and ticket to ride. Crichton's LEDs have little containers on this suit. Yeah. Presumably there's LEDs underneath there. <laughs> yeah. He, he snapped off the plastic in yeah, the interview. The version of the suit, Crichton got battered again. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how necessary the pointy boobs are on uh, Camille. But. <laughs> female She's got a really prominent seam, which I presume is meant to be the sunroof head, but running from the forehead to the top. <laughs> yeah, that's, where, that's where her half and half is, and Crichton's is up and down. I pres- like I say, I presume it's to be the sunroof head, but it, oh, it just looks odd. And they get ASC too, which is It's weird. good though because like it, it, it's it's something well, where where else, slightly yeah. dodgy makeup artifacts actually don't matter because that's exactly the sort of problems that Diva Droid would have making yeah. 
um, you know, that sort yeah, of rubber head work. thing, yeah. Coupled with the fact that I've got one of them masks and the foam's decomposed. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> the foam's decomposed really badly, which kind of fits in with what you're saying. It's the kind of thing mm. that you'd expect a mannequin that's been sat for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just collapse, crumble. It. This is. Which also plays into the fact that he's got spare three with dry rot on it. Sorry. It's slightly topical, but also completely off our topic. Um, the Alien Isolation, um, a recent game they have a different um company to um whatever the hell Wayland Wayland. Wayland. yeah and they've got androids but they're shit ones <laughs> and so the the faces and everything all very loose and they're a little bit they're not angly but you know you've got all the loose neck jowls and stuff like that homage yeah yeah and actually the, there is an in-universe thing where they their marketing is um People don't like the hyper-realistic droids, so, you know, ours, you know, you know what you're getting, you know what you're looking at, which is exactly the I stuff that was in... I love when there's references into the franchise. <laughs> yeah. Which was in reality, so is that real? Well, I think that factoid is coming yeah. from Crichton, so it's real. But it could have been part of the illusion. Well, but it, it does fit, yeah, I'm just... Crichton's being... the one being fooled. Yeah. But so he, but he gives the fact of the series three thousand. But that could be a false memory. I'm being ah, facetious because it is actually. Uh, I'm just creating discussion <laughs> for no reason. You should be relaxed. You have a cat on your knee. It does fit into <laughs> yeah, other things like some crawfish. Now, wasn't the series three thousand thing mentioned in the books? Yes, Maybe. three thousand. Yeah, the series three thousand oh. was the realistic ones. And they didn't like that there was a reaction against them. So the series four thousand. Yeah, maybe this illustrious. That's with the simulant thing. Uh or well, maybe in Better Than Life with the is it I think it's Better Than Life with when they basically go through the history of um oh not not Gelfs, no. Something completely different, maybe backwards. Oh this is actually uh, speaking of Gelfs, oh this is actually the first episode that mentioned them. No. Is it not? Yeah, polymorph. Oh fuck. They uh, does call it a Gelf. Oh that's right, but yeah. it's a play as a pleasure Gelf, it's a different type of Gelf. Yes, Gelfs were once upon a time different things every time they mentioned them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so much now, which is a bit of a shame. Bring back weird and other life. It's not as bad as when the entire Kinitawari language was just reduced to. <laughs> you say that as if it's like an Aboriginal people yeah, that have been fucking... displaced. And they say you can't write for Gelfs. <laughs> <laughs> what I can write. Oh, this is, this is interesting. In the background of this scene where they keep changing the characters sat in the background, yeah. depending on who's looking at them. So oh, like, yeah. That's... And I wonder if how many people of the audience actually kind of got what was going on. Because it's, well. it's such a hard thing to spot ah, originally. Well, in it that case, nice is it not a pre record, perhaps? It is a very nice touch. Yeah, I think it's green. It's, uh, a split screen. There you go, look. And then it's like, she's sat there. You can just see a bit of video. There's a, a little bit of colouring going on, yeah, isn't there? Uh, I think you're right, it's split screen. But it's, it's a lot of effort for the sake of a, just a bit of a plot thing. Yeah. I'd like to see another episode with more series 4000 or just similar mechs in. It'd be nice to find like, the like factory. The joke. It'd be nice to find the factory. Mm. I should go to. It would really put Robert Llewellyn through the ringer. He plays them all. <laughs> yes, that would be pretty of them. good, actually. <laughs> if he I, I, plays I John Warburton. <laughs> oh, he did all right playing Abel, didn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he? He did all right. Yeah. The writing let him down. And that's possibly yeah. the Yeah, that was him. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 in the end, well, he did all right as an actor, but in yeah. the end, that was mainly a Doug Nader episode, yeah, it was. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I have the first draft somewhere. 
Yeah. It was one of those first drafts that we're perpetually going to do something with, but we will never do something <laughs> well, with. Sued. It's so much easier to write lists. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Still not on the buzz. Well, I say it's there. easy to write lists, but yeah. I've been writing the second half of all the guest stars in Red Dwarf 10 for about two years now, so that's essentially a list. You're a list. That's going to get you into trouble one day. Sent Elsewhere is a really obscure reference. (laughs) (laughs) Sent Elsewhere ends with uh, it being revealed that the entire series was the imagination of an autistic child. That's right. It was all a dream, lazy fuckers. Yes, the entire series was a dream. However, there were several episodes of Sent Elsewhere that crossed over with other series. And several (laughs) other of those series had crossovers with other series. So there's a whole thing, and I think Red Dwarf's in this. There's this whole raft of Fever fictional dream. places <laughs> that over the imagination of one autistic child in St. Elsewhere. I may be wrong it's as well. It's like, a, like a, a, a beautiful single sort of demonstration of why Cannon's bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, oh, I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think that St. Elsewhere, the theme for St. Elsewhere is actually what is used in Hollowship for the romantic music at the end. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's an Ellsworth theme, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll have to check that. It's uh, library music. I'd love to see a map that actually maps out the structure of all the decks. Um, <laughs> on it. <laughs> it's just the arbitrary in conversation, aren't they? Yeah, it's yeah. like alphabetically named, num- numerically named, there's levels, there's decks, there's floors, what's the difference between yeah. them all? Yes. <laughs> oh God, yeah. This is this is not relevant to the Red Dwarf, but we went to the uh, science museum and we found uh, Hammond organ and a telegraph pole. Yeah. We'll Taking pictures of both of those. <laughs> <laughs> they're next to No, they're not. They're, 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 they're in the same on the same floor. Diesel decks. No. Oh, there, there were diesel decks. There were there were diesel decks. <laughs> there were diesel decks. There was also Bobbage's engine. Yeah, that's a really the, weird line. Where is he, a deck? He's just like. I thought he was yeah. saying, "Where is the a?" Where is the a deck? Yeah. It's like, how the fuck was she? Yeah, he, a ship deck, yeah. yeah, It's something that Craig Charles usually does. Like he he has a line that, when written down, makes sense, but he his inflection's really weird, so you have no idea mm. in what way he means the line. And and the that's the only time I remember Chris, Chris Barry. Barry yeah. One, yeah. The um, actresses that play um, Camille Kachansky and Camille Rimmer are they? Have they been in anything else notable since? Uh, well, I got a feeling like that the Kachansky one is, oh, uh, she's credited as has been in something, but I can't bloody remember. Well, F- Francesca Follin's been in some other stuff. I can't remember. I think she's. I've I've seen her like stuff like Heartbeat and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Susan Rattigan. I'm not sure what else she's been in. I quite like the concept of the pleasure golf in the books. It's a nice idea. The whole idea of just gelfs as a thing yeah. is that, like these kind of, you know, they're used for sports and end up being banned because yeah. they made the goalies the well, having... exact size and shape of the goal. <laughs> this. I really like that Red Dwarf's an alienless universe as well. I like that all life evolved. Yeah, it's all built it's, it, You can have anything you want and just say, yeah, it's a gelf. It's true, but, but they, I, I like the fact given that they, them invented, context. they invented a rule and found a way to cheat that rule. But that's clever writing in my eyes. <laughs> so yeah. I have the rule. 
Well, the the, the reason they have the rule was yeah. probably a, a bit of a uh, I don't know. Um, Rob Grant was more of a sci-fi one. Maybe he just mm. he, he was just reacting to that in a similar way to we're not having a robot. Yeah, but the difference is, with with between that being an arbitrary rule that isn't really necessary and what they have in Red Dwarf is that all the Gelfs, their their origins are explained in a in a nice satisfying yeah. way. Polymorphs are, I think, only in the novels, but pleasure gals, obviously, you know, it's that they've got context with a, a connection back to home mm-hmm. rather than just this we could be literally thing. anything that yeah. turns up because it's an alien and we can just make it up. We don't know where it came from, yeah. so most of it, it's Earth. I think I like, I like that all life, all life in the universe can be tracked back to Earth, though, in one way or another. I really do like that. It really. It, it, it adds gravitas to the fact that List is the last human being alive because effectively he's the, the last. Yeah, last there's life all these form. relics yeah. of his home as he's trying to get home. Yeah. It's like uh, almost archaeology. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but everything, revert, that, yeah. everything they find is not actually human, it just makes it List is loneliness. with yeah. or source from. I think, yeah, because I mean, it's often said that constraints in the creative process are often. To the, the the whole thing's benefit, mm. even if they're arbitrary, self-defined things yeah. um, by you know a couple of slightly grumpy men in the eighties. But I think not that old. <laughs> oh, the eighties. The eighties. Good, good sound. <laughs> Plop. The Mike subtitle Tucker. says, "Yeah, it's Mike Tucker." Is it always Mike Tucker? What yeah. in Camille? Mike Tucker. Mike Is it Tucker? always? Is it, always, is it always him when, he, when it's Camille? Yeah. Or is it only when they're dancing? Is no, it? no. He's oh, okay. under the blub. That's He's awesome. incredibly dab-handed at manipulating cutlery and... Storks. ...drink receptacles. <laughs> With phallic objects. Mm. <laughs> it's his party trick. Anyone who's been to DJ <laughs> no. I like the fact that that, that, that pulsing is basically just someone's arm pushing through the side just to <laughs> make it like it's breathing. Not just someone. Mike Tucker. Yeah, Mike Tucker. BAFTA award-winning. Yeah, chicken oriental. It's um, it's good. I, I I like this as well because it doesn't matter what the Gelsreal form is because that's not the point of it. No. It's it's you know, you know when it's um. Although what's weird about it is it is clearly, it's not just a psychic link. <laughs> There's clearly a. Like, yeah. You'd think it would maybe if if it was just a psychic thing, maybe it'd be a bit more like uh, Retro Krebin in Last Human. Yeah. Fuck, I can't believe I managed to say that without <laughs> fucking up. Whereas you know, it's Last basically human a humanoid <laughs> a humanoid thing. But obviously there's some physical shape shifting going on on a oh Jesus. It's like a, very, a very level. quick way. Like it's yeah. meant to be just one person who can see. It's not that they don't it's see it's it. phasing, it's different f- dimensional phases. It yeah. is, it's, it's almost like a lenticular it's almost like a lenticular way, like you yeah. look from one angle and it looks like someone, then you look that way and it's like from their angle they can see that and if you move round to their angle you'd see yeah. them as the Herman Monster's jacket. See what problem does quite uh, does the cat have with a perfectly nice dinner <laughs> suit? <laughs> well, the thing is, I think that's the cat being the nicest ever. <laughs> just being complimentary, like you know, without. Yeah, he's actually telling him that he's dressed appropriately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but he has to have some kind of digging there. Drinking the soup through that is disgusting. <laughs> Everything else is fine. <laughs> Which you could drink through your fingertips. That's true. You really do. 
I like the double straws like we all used to do when we were kids. <coughs> Jam one on the end of another. <laughs> yeah, that'll make it look more like a cocktail. Can't drink for shit though. There's always a hole. <laughs> I love how, I love how the most cut. tentative clink ever. Just That's because there's is this the 20. <laughs> yeah. At least. Third set that we've seen. Good. Robert the and dancing. Whoa. Nice Slightly grainy. I seem to remember Bobby absolutely loving these scenes because it was one of the few occasions he wasn't in the bodysuit. So although he had big shoulder pads yeah, on a suit, mm. it was relatively evenly temperature. See also Back to Reality DNA and maybe no other episodes. In Back to Reality, though, he had metal plates screwed into his head. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> wasn't anything to do with the series. Why screen Holly? People were annoyed. Ah, aye. True. Oh, and a UCI cinemas uh, popcorn. <laughs> UCI. Yeah. I wonder where they filmed this this cinema show. It's a good point. I wonder where um, this it, Possibly it, it, in the audience seating. That's a really yeah. good point. Uh, it looks like because there's no the screen there. There's no screen. That was a good effect. Yeah. But weirdly, there was. A cinema in series one as well up in Manchester. Is there also like a viewing gallery in the BBC? Quite possibly. Like a big office screening yeah. room for executives and stuff. I don't think there is one in the Shepherd Room. No. I don't know. I'm guessing everyone in this room, with the possible exception of Tom, who's a film nerd, is so Camille long before they saw Casablanca. Yeah, I've never seen Casablanca. Yeah, I still haven't seen Casablanca. I've only seen the last ten minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> the bit which is this, this bit. bit. <laughs> That's quite amusing because I only usually manage the first ten minutes of it. <laughs> so between us, we've got the beginning and the end company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah, but did you see Cassandra first or this first? Cassandra. Cassandra. <laughs> Casablanca. <laughs> I saw this before I saw Cassandra. How many have you had? <laughs> And Hector, um, Norm, uh, I said Norman Bates then. Norman. Rupert Bates. <laughs> Rupert. The robot. <laughs> Ronald. Seem to remember they make a much bigger thing of this with Hector in the uh, book. No. No. There's no Camille bit in any of the books. There's a pleasure girl called Richard Krebin in Last Human, but. Yeah, but the, the whole Hector sort of slash pimp as he is in uh, well not pimp partner get the, get the <laughs> right word <laughs> my pimp partner yeah that sort of the, yeah, the pleasure girl the retro retro Krebin's relationship to it's the prison she belongs to the prison yeah or it belongs to the prison and various guards don't treat it very well the end. No, it's Camille. Nice credits. I like the credits for series four. Hector Blob. It's a very pleasing font. Uh, not 100% on the purple. Yeah, it, it, well, it's, it's definitely, it's a bit, it hurts the eyes a bit. But UV, isn't it? It's kind of bleeding out a lot. Like here's how, a here's a thing. Would we have accepted Doctor Who style redone uh, graphics on these DVD releases? <laughs> Probably not. 
Uh, I mean, if it was just, it was identical, it was just... Yeah, but the... up to whatever DVD mm. is. No. The problem is that, <laughs> that it involved a, a model shot and a composition that was done at the time, whereas the Doctor Who ones are uh, entirely graphical. Ah, but the model shot, the clean model shot is available, isn't it? Because it was on the DVDs. Or is it not? I think it is. Mm. Uh, so, that was Camille, and that... Oh, Jesus. fuck's sake. In oh. the middle of the thing that... I'll, g- I'll get it. There's somebody at the door. Oh, there's somebody at the door. Oh, it's John and Tanya and Joe. Hello, John and Tanya and Joe. Hello. Fancy you coming round on this, the exact same day that we are recording our commentary for Camille. Yes, it is definitely that day. Would you like to help us summarise Series 4 in order to prevent the three of us from running out of steam and not bothering to release this dwarf cast for months? Okay, but only if Danny leaves the room and dials in on Skype instead. Uh. Fuck's sake. (laughs) Right, let's get on with it. So yeah, Series 4... It is, according to the Silver Survey, the fifth best series of Red Dwarf. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I agree. (laughs) Um. I... I, Because six is better. Like, thinking... Like, one to three is better than... No. Is it? I'd (laughs) say... Is our survey bollocks? No. I'd put one and six below four, so I would have to say it's at least the fourth Does best. No, sec two, three, four, five. Yeah, so it's at least fourth best. There's something unusual about four that almost makes it slip under my radar sometimes. I think I think I know what that is. It's that it's it doesn't have huge defining features like all the others do. Because if you look at all the obvious differences between series, two and three was obviously huge. Yeah. Mm. Between four and five, the show looks a lot different. It's been directed in a different way and lit in a different way. Between five and six, you've got the Star Wars thing. change. I think series four is like, has the least distinctive features. Which is odd, considering it's the first series in a completely new environment. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's sort of <clears throat> like it sets a default... Yeah. Look, it becomes a default thing. Yeah. Now, now, what is that Rob Grant quote where he says his least favourite series is series four? Presumably before we got to series seven and eight. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't he call it pedestrian? He certainly gave a quote where he said his least favourite series is series four um, because he he felt they were doing the same thing, kind of thing. Mm. Well, I do know that they, they came out and, and uh, said that they didn't like Meltdown very much. Yeah, which I think at the time seemed to influence fans' opinion of it in like uh, um, better than life surveys and yeah, stuff like that. Survey. When you know it's wrong because Meltdown's fucking brilliant. Like, and that's the thing is that series four doesn't have a lack of fantastic like some of the best episodes. Really, I think you can very easily make a case that Dimension Jump is a single best episode of Red Dwarf. I'm not saying it, def- it necessarily is. I'm saying it's very easy to make. When case when you're it. talking about episodes that define the entire show in the, the wider consciousness, 
then Dimension Jump is one of yeah. three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With Back to Reality. Back to Reality and Gunman. And Gunman, yeah. Like, now, weirdly, I read so a much. review today that said Gunman was one of their least favourite episodes of Red Dwarf. Ah, so, didn't expect no. them to have that <laughs> yeah, fucking long shit opinion. It's the worst kind of contrary bollocks. It can't be true. If you like Red Dwarf, then... Anyway. <clears throat> but serious for Yeah, it, I think a lot of the episodes also fly under the radar and are just... They've got so much good stuff in them, but they don't necessarily leap to the top of your mind when you're thinking about the best episodes. It's like Justice. I was about to say Justice. It's brilliant. It's yeah. just it's just so good. Yeah. There's so many good ideas in it and so many funny things happen. But it's it doesn't have the sort of hook of other like time flying backwards and characters being appearing as alternative versions yeah, and things like that. It, it literally the hook that would hold up the whole series. Like each and every other series does have that kind of well it has dimension jump but still well series three i mean i've I've said in the past that series three felt like it broke format with every episode now that's probably a slight exaggeration but if you go through series three so you've got the backwards gimmick for the first episode this is way before the adverts yeah then you've got the um uh you know uh your two-hander for the second episode Mm, yeah then you've got Polymorph, which is the first big Creature. Red Dwarf monster story. Then you get into Body Swap. Well, that's a gimmick. Yeah. Then it's only until you get to Time Slides that you get a show where you can argue is, you know, slightly more of a... It's not got an obvious gimmick attached but, but to for, it. For, for Red Dwarf, Time Slides... <clears throat> oh, no, no. I'm forgetting Stasis League, but still it's like... <clears throat> so it is, it, it's revisiting the well of... Let's you know get off the ship and onto Earth in some in some way. No, Stasis League didn't go to Earth, but you know what I mean. Like oh, visit, visiting time. the characters, yeah. Best. But certainly, in, until you get to the fifth episode of series three, you're talking about format breakers or big gimmick episodes. Hmm. Whereas, arguably, the only one that you could really say that about in series four is possibly DNA, with yeah. the gimmick being <clears throat> Crisis human. human. Yeah. It's and true. even then, it takes a bit of time to get to that point. It's like Series 3 had entirely new toys, and Series 4 were playing with exactly the same toys. It feels like Series 3 way. was really exploring what yeah. the show could do, and this is what I always say about Series 3, that it, it really feels like it's absolutely right. pushing at the very bounds of what audience sitcom can do. Inarguably, the series never quite did again, despite the fact that the show has amazingly, five. potentially even perhaps better episodes later on. I think f- 5 was the only other series that really had a stab at like pushing things too far. I think the flip side of this with series four is that it has a remarkable level of consistency mm-hmm. within itself. Yeah. Like all the episodes, uh the it hardly ever gets a, above great as opposed to being excellent. But uh it also doesn't dip below being great. It bring as a modern equivalent, it brings to mind the last series of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like Series eight had no, had no low like had no bad episodes. They were Time all heist. good, but there was no yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's no forty two. <laughs> it's no fear her, and uh, but but really there were no. 
there wasn't the same amount of like highs that another series, another more mixed series would have. So yeah. it kind of, kind of just it coasted by, but was brilliant, but not in, you know, not in like really exceptional ways, one way or the other. Because that's why series four, another reason why it flows under the radar, is just it's there and it's yeah. really good. But you don't, your mind doesn't tend to get yeah. drawn to those episodes. Yeah, Red, I mean, if if Red Dwarf had been that like settling down into that pattern and being that that consistent for for series after series after series it would still be a great show but that isn't what red dwarf has defined itself as red dwarf is constantly a moving beast for good or ill and yeah four is maybe the only series where it isn't moving in a particular direction though it's kind of weird isn't it that it's it's totally easy to to argue that and yes at the same time a show where you're You've got the central battle sequence and meltdown. Yeah. Absolutely extraordinary. And at the same time, you can say that the series isn't really pushing the boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all... a weird dichotomy. I know exactly what you mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's Relative just, to itself. It's maybe. odd. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to audience sitcom, it was it's still, you know, remarkable, I think. Yeah. Um, goes and on. the way Whitehall plays around with its yeah. narrative... It was a long time. It was my favourite episode. It's Whitehall. Named a website after it. I did name a website after it. I think that was wasn't that one of your favourites as well, Danny? Not my website, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. I thought it was just a really clever idea. Yeah. It was mine too. But then I had the um, I had half of that series on VHS. <laughs> and not the other half. I had, so it was Dimension Jump, Whitehall, and. Just was Damage Jump the was first on that yeah. video? It was, wasn't it? it yeah. Damage yeah. Jump was shifted. Yeah, it's the it, series four is the first series of Red Dwarf where the episode order gets so confused. Yeah, like really um, completely. <laughs> like, do you remember ages ago when we did the the um, series eleven and twelve um, preview Dwarfcast? Oh yes, that well, was. Well, um, for, for, for that I looked up the, the recording dates, and yeah, four was. I was looking at the the tables that you did. Four has got about four different columns, like recording <laughs> order, original broadcast order, repeat order, VHS order. I think I said it was the series that made the article worth writing, as though the article was in any way <laughs> worth, worth writing. writing. Of course, that's largely down to the Gulf War, so that's George yeah. Bush's fault. But <laughs> the Gulf War accounts for two of those, I guess, the original yeah. broadcast, the repeat broadcast. But then, like the VHS stuff has always been weird. But then I guess it doesn't really matter. In this instance, it's because they wanted to put Ace Rimmer on the front of the VHS, and so they swapped yeah. episode five and episode four around. But that's, uh, so that's, that's is that the first instance that's of pandering yeah. to the fandom? <laughs> it is. And then, then they did a similar thing with series five to make sure that you had uh, Back to Reality on the front spread. of one and Quarantine on the front of the other, the two mm. strongest visually episodes. But that's assuming, that's an arbitrary rule, is that the first episode on the video... Can, can be the only one that's on the cover. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, in for Series 1 release, uh, the second tape was named Confidence and Paranoia, but on the tape itself, it was still yeah. waiting for God first. It's true. And it did the same Series 3. But I, I feel like we may be straying. Sorry, that's my fault. So what's everyone's uh, favourite and least favourite in Series 4? I think my favourite has to be Dimension Jump and I can't remember how I voted in the Silver Survey yeah. but yeah. quite a, you know pick me on a certain day and it's very likely Dimension Jump will be my favourite episode and I think I get the feeling that that's kind of maybe slid down in the rankings over the years can you uh, enlighten me Ian 
If only we had some sort of excellent visualisation of the relationship between this <laughs> survey and the one we did five years earlier. But I do think um, that Dimension Jump is just everything Red Dwarf can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny, it's well, character-driven, it's got a great science fiction idea, it's every single thing I want from Red Dwarf. It's not only character-driven, but it's it's rimmer-driven. And, yeah, well, and, yeah. and when it comes to character comedy... Like Rimmer's the the pinnacle of that. He always is. Like when when the character comedy is at its height, he's usually in the middle of it. So I kind of always feel like, and it's got it's we, an idea that had so much more potential as well. It's one of those episodes that was just like, blimey, you you had that idea for half an hour rather than <laughs> I. You know, said that about DNA that I don't agree with it, but I read a review at the time on um, Usenet where they said. Um, DNA should have been a two-part episode because the potential of the machine was not fully explored. Now, I don't agree yeah. with that, but yeah. that was one of the first bits of Red Dwarf criticism that I read that got me thinking, weirdly, because it's like I'd never even thought of that. Mm. And it was one of the very first things I'd read about Red Dwarf that wasn't just Lol Rimmer. <laughs> yeah, so that kind of grabbed me even though I don't agree mm. with it I've always remembered that particular criticism of that episode and yeah. ten years later you, you could, found I mean, a gene you could say the, the idea is explored enough to make that episode really interesting and actually it's quite good that it just stops yeah. Yeah, there anymore, I think that's a common thing with Red Dwarf in general is that there's so many incredibly strong ideas all only used for, for half an hour underused in a lot of cases but that is usually a virtue it's like yeah, yeah. I want more of that but but you're doing something else that can only be that yeah. can only be a good nothing thing nothing else stays yeah. welcome yeah, yeah nothing else but then the odd elements do get you, know, you mentioned uh, Dimension Jump and so many things could spin off from that it was of course a large part of the backwards novel mm-hmm. the by far the best part of the backwards yeah. novel oh, and, yeah. the, and it spreads throughout because yeah. there's the prologue and the mid-log and the epilogue that oh, yeah. bloody fantastic school days from the different perspectives did you find any... Uh... Yeah, in the earliest mass polls uh, from the mid-90s, Dimension Jump was third in 92 in this magazine, fourth in 94 in Better Than Life, and fifth in 97. And then the uh, later, we've got it down in the Silver Survey as ninth, and it was... Tenth in the Better Than Life poll in '99. So, so I'm right. It's, so yeah, it really it has, has dropped down, down the rankings. But still, it's climbing top up five, top ten. Yeah, um, it was the highest from Series Four in the Silver Survey. Whitehall being a couple of places behind, and Whitehall I think is my favourite of Series Four. Um, not, and it's not that there's anything yeah. wrong with Dimension Jump. It just <laughs> obviously. I, uh, and to be honest, Ian, I'd find it difficult arguing with you just because you like Whitehall better than yeah. Dimension Jump. Yeah, there are larger differences of opinion within yeah. the canon of Red Dwarf. I feel I feel a bit like the guy who said no, I don't particularly uh, like Gunman, but I think I'd go for Meltdown as my favourite. Think like on reflection, think, taking into account every single time I've watched that series, the cumulative effect. Yeah, and I think it's definitely better than its placing in the Silver yeah. Service. Yes, it's exactly halfway. It's thirty-one of sixty-one, and it's the second lowest in Series yeah. Four. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. When it comes to the spread of opinion, that you know that rings really true. But it's a shame because you've got an embarrassment of riches there. I actually have trouble thinking about a favourite because actually, it's yeah, you're right. There's no series. bad ones. Definitely. That's but what I was going to say. I didn't that. even try and come up with a, a bad episode because I yeah. haven't got one. The, le- the the least good one, though, is clearly DNA, isn't it? 
It's hard to even view those episodes in a negative light because they I mean, it's not so necessarily. Good. I mean, yeah, we're well practiced. But yeah, this, I though, can't but... think of a reason why it would be the worst, but then I can't think of a reason why any of them would be the worst. Yeah, There's nothing to dislike about it. I was going to say, DNA is probably one of my. Probably my favourite. <laughs> okay. I don't know yeah. why. I, I, it's sort of there's something about that particularly. That it's not a clear cut series at all, is it? No. It's it's yeah, all jumbly. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably have the same conversation about pretty much every series, but yeah. Well, God, I I thought and yeah, I thought DNA was a lock for maybe the the least. Um, justice. Justice. I can tell you, I placed DNA at. 48 when I submitted my silver survey <laughs> and I submitted time slides at 50 um, and I put white hole 3 white hole 3 and I mentioned jump 11 you said time slides I did say time slides that's, nine that's not what I meant to say is it? <laughs> um, it was yes, it meltdown meltdown that's what I was going for 26 um, I think it's part of the. I had half a series on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know DNA very well at all. Like of, that's when I was going through the Silver Server. I noticed that quite a lot. Was that loads of episodes that <coughs> you guys were like, oh, this is a brilliant episode. And I, I don't really know that one. Yeah, and yeah, regardless of the quality, gaps. regardless uh, of quality, you need that connection yeah. in your brain. Well, I have to say, I mean, when it comes to words or phrases that we're always saying and things that come to mind it's always do nothing touch nothing get frightened <laughs> it's true that has come up so many times when gene t breaks or <laughs> it is it is there is the weird thing where one of the very few bits of red dwarf which is um used in that can be used in clip shows is the double polaroid scene yeah but thinking about it I always wonder how well it actually works because you need to know you need that a bit of context. <laughs> was a robot and now he's a human uh, also, and if you don't get that Also in series 4 you've got uh, the opening scene of Camille which is always used on clip shows whenever Red Dwarf is mm. or I remember it being there's a DVD of classic comedy moments from the BBC in the early days of DVD that I got because it had Red Dwarf on the cover and it was a Camille clip. And it does actually set it up, doesn't it? Because he says yeah. he, he, everything is explained. When the cat comes in, I'm treating him to break his programming. It's, it, yeah, it's actually atypical, atypical dialogue mm. in terms of... And Smeehy comes and from there as well. wasn't even meant big to thing. be... Because it's quite a good introduction, but it wasn't meant to be. Cause no. That, that wasn't yeah. episode one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's accidental Valentine's yeah. Day special. It's weird to me that Meltdown. Well, We've probably f- just spoken about this about Camille. Thinking um, about it on <laughs> the same day that this the, is. It's the same day and everything, <laughs> but we weren't. The three of us weren't here. That's so true. We we're don't know what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's fine. People, people like this. Ramshackle. Repetitive. <laughs> Should we end it? <laughs> um, series four is very good. Signed. But Jonathan it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't but it doesn't do a very good job of shouting about it. Yeah, which makes it really hard to record a fucking yeah. summation of it. It's been months since <laughs> any of us have seen Red Dwarf, let alone any series four. <laughs> 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 Full disclosure. <laughs> 
The premiere red door fans. The illusion is shattered. Shitted. Oh dear. So all that remains to say is Ed by everybody. Ed, Ed by. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. <laughs>